the Memorare. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to your protection, implored your help, or sought your intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly to you, O Virgin of Virgins, my mother. To you I come, before you I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in your mercy, hear and answer me. Amen. All across the Gulf South, it's 7 a.m. Time to wake up on Catholic Community Media. Good morning, you're listening to Wake Up. On this beautiful Tuesday morning, you are tuning your heart to the truth with us today. I'm Gabby Smith, along with Damian Collado. Hey, Damian. Good morning. Hey. Hey, happy birthday to you. (laughs) Ah, thank you so much. It's been a good day so far. (laughs) Well, it's just getting started. Hopefully, it'll be a great day by the time it's finished, huh? Thank you. Me too. Me yeah. too. Well, good. Uh, we're going to have pretty good weather for you. If that's any consolation, we'll get to that in just a minute. But as always on Wake Up, we start our day with a prayer. Today being the feast day of St. Francis Borgia. We'll learn more about him in, in momentarily. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, you lived life on earth as a humble being dedicated to serve fellow humans and taught us that the valuable way of your cross was humility and service, dying to ourselves and living exemplary lives in you and for others. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. We will learn more about our Saint of the Day, St. Francis Borgia, later on in today's show. But we are starting off with some events in our listening area we will give you details about at 10 after. Our listeners, Damien, have been sending us events. Oh my gosh, it's it's amazing. So keep sending them to us. Uh, and we've been posting it on our website, talking about it on our morning show. It is absolutely free to you. You can go to ccmedia.live, click on Events and News, then click Submit Your Event. In 18 minutes, Patricia Davis joins us. She is the superintendent of Catholic schools in the Diocese of Baton Rouge. And today we are talking about safe environments, something that is very important and something that we need to discuss. And in 35 minutes, Dr. Mark Williams joins us. He's a superintendent of Catholic schools in the Homo Thibodeau Diocese. So we have two superintendents today. So we're we're going to learn something, <laughs> Damien, we were talking about before the show started. So looking forward to getting an update from Dr. Mark Williams today. And in 48 minutes, Matt Estrade joins us. He's the founder of Catholic Aging with the Peace with Dementia Rosary. And Matt always has some wonderful insights on becoming a caregiver or if you're in the midst of being a caregiver for those who are suffering with any type of dementia, he'll give you those wonderful tips and how we can rely on Our Lady as well during this uh, challenging time. So looking forward to our guest today. And like you said, looking forward to your weather report. What do you have for us? Well, we have a mixture of clouds and sun uh, to start the day and then cloudy skies this afternoon with winds south southeast at 5 to 10 miles an hour. High is going to be around 86, low 66. Overall, we should have a rather pleasant day. Tomorrow it's going to be wet, though. 80% chance of showers. Some could be heavy, and the high is only going to be 70. 
and winds will be out of northeast at 10 to 20 miles an hour. So there you, you're going to have chilly conditions, wet and windy. Hmm. Yes. <laughs> Old man winter wants to show his face, but we're not going to so. let him hang around for very long just tomorrow. Uh, it, it could be a, a nasty day to say the least. But after that, it's going to be pretty good the rest of the week. Temperatures in and around the area right now. 59 in home at Thibodeau. In Covington, it's 56. Gulfport 59, Baton Rouge showing 58 degree temperatures, and in uh, New Orleans already 65 degrees, warming up rather quickly in the Crescent City. All right, be careful on the roads, get the little ones going, and get yourself going as well. We have more coming your way on Wake Up, including events. It's just around the corner. Today's Gospel is taken from Luke chapter 10. Jesus entered a village where a woman whose name was Martha welcomed him. She had a sister named Mary who sat beside the Lord at his feet listening to him speak. Martha, burdened with much serving, came to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me by myself to do the serving? Tell her to help me. The Lord said to her in reply, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and worried about many things. There is need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part, and it will not be taken from her. We've heard the gospel, and now we reflect. Today's gospel focuses on two saintly women whom Jesus loved dearly. Martha and Mary were sisters in the flesh, but also sisters in spirit, because they gave their hearts to Jesus and were his faithful followers. Mary sat quietly at Jesus' feet, absorbed with the utmost love, reverence, and attentiveness to everything Jesus said and did. Because she made the better choice, she received a greater benefit. The devoted Martha, in contrast, was anxiously busy preparing a meal for Jesus and the other disciples. She wanted to provide a fitting supper worthy of for her treasured guest. Unfortunately, her anxiety created a distraction because she was more focused on the meal preparation than she was on attentiveness to the words of wisdom. Martha realized that it would have been an exercise in fertility to draw Mary's attention away from Jesus. So she complained, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me by myself to do the serving? Tell her to help me. Mary made no attempt to defend herself. She left that task to Jesus. The Lord answered Martha affectionately by repeating her name, adding, You're anxious and worried about many things. There's need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part, and it will not be taken away from her. Jesus faulted Martha for surrendering to the anxiety that disturbed her spirit and led her to become critical. This is a very important lesson for us because we too are often anxious and worried about many things, which is always counterproductive. The key to a Christ-centered life is to interiorly keep in touch with the divine presence that dwells within us 
then we too can say one day with St. Paul, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. The better part is abiding in that loving relationship. Have a wonderful day. This is Jimmy Sagers. Thank you, Father Chris Decker and Jimmy Sagers for today's Gospel and Reflection. Well, Jimmy is on point with that reflection and something I think that we could all uh, need a reminder of about worrying and trusting in God. Well, we have some wonderful events in our listening area, and we're going to start off with a family that prays together retreat. This unique family weekend is intended for married couples and their children ages 7 to 17 and will take place October 14th through the 15th at the beautiful St. Joseph's Abbey on the North Shore. Through God's grace, each family will be enriched in their love for God and each other. Couples will enjoy their stay at the St. Joseph's Abbey Retreat Center, while the teens and youth will lodge in the cabins at Camp Abbey. That is that is fun. As a kid, I would have loved that. You know, you just feel like you're independent. You know, your parents are somewhere else, but you're on, still in the same grounds and having fun with other kids. That sounds like a blast. There is no cost, but we do. Uh, they do have a donation for each family of $100. So you can go ahead and sign up at ccmedia.live. Very good. And Catholic Man Night, it's not that far away, less than a month away, November 8th. It's going to be a Wednesday night, and the event is from uh, 6 to 9, and we welcome all men. You don't have to be Catholic, uh, but I guarantee you it'll be a great night of fellowship. Mm -hmm. It's going to be held. It's our seventh annual, by the way. It's not like the first merry-go-round for us with this. (laughs) It's our big fundraiser, and it's always at Chef John Fultz's White Oak Estate and Gardens. We're going to have a strolling buffet, wine, as well as a live auction. Tickets are only $125 per man. You definitely get your money's worth. And if you want to sign up, just go to ccmedia.live and look for Catholic Man Night button and follow the bouncing ball. You can register real quickly. Uh, As I said, tickets are just $125. We're getting down to just a few. We only have probably 50 tickets left. So uh, Mm -hmm. with a month to go, you probably ought to get your order in if you've been holding off. You may want to do that today. That's right. And like Damien said, it is right on the front page of our website. So it's easy to follow and to find as well. Well, join the laity of our Mother of Mercy Catholic Church in past Christian Mississippi as they host a healing mass on Friday, October 20th at 5 p.m. They will celebrate a Eucharistic mass of healing with prayer and praise songs followed by individual prayers by the laity prayer team. Come and experience the healing power of the Holy Spirit. And this monthly service happens every third Friday of each month. So if you're not able to make this one, you can always make the one in the next few months as well. You know what else is coming up in November, Gabby? What? The Christmas luncheon for priests in New Orleans. You've attended that before, haven't you? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Big many, event. I, at least five times. I love it. I All love right. the Christmas luncheon. Well, legend. if yeah. Gabby loves it, you're going to love it. <laughs> Monday, November 27th, they're going to have the annual Christmas lunch for priests. Uh, table sponsorships and individual tickets are now available for purchase, starting at $130 a person, and special options for reserved tables and sponsorships as well. The day always begins with Mass at 1030 at Immaculate Conception Church, and that's, again, in, in New Orleans. 
after that, you just walk across the street to the Roosevelt Hotel. That's where you're going to have a little reception, and then luncheon begins at 1230. If you want more information, check out our website at ccmedia.live. We'll show you how to get your tickets and to be there for that special event. Well, and you know, Damien, we want to continue to promote events in our listening area. And if you have some events coming up for Advent, the Christmas season, Thanksgiving, opportunities for volunteering, you can submit it to us absolutely free. And we'll post it on our website calendar at ccmedia.live. Click on events and news and click on submit your event. And sometimes we even talk about it on our morning show. It's free advertisement for you in that sense uh, during our event segment. A quick plug in for you. Uh, but also so many people also go on our events calendar and take a look at various things to do in our listening area. So take advantage of that opportunity. Stay with us. It is 15 past the hour on Wake Up. This is Franciscan Media's Saint of the Day for October 10th. Today we celebrate St. Francis Borgia. Today's saint grew up in an important family in 16th century Spain, serving in the imperial court and quickly advancing in his career. But a series of events, including the death of his beloved wife, made Francis Borgia rethink his priorities. He gave up public life, gave away his possessions, and joined the new and little-known Society of Jesus. Religious life proved to be the right choice for Francis, who was drawn to spend time in seclusion and prayer. Administrative talents also made him a natural for other tasks. He helped in the establishment of what is now the Gregorian University in Rome. Not long after his ordination, he served as political and spiritual advisor to the emperor. In Spain, he founded a dozen colleges. At 55, Francis was elected head of the Jesuits. He focused on the growth of the Society of Jesus, the spiritual preparation of its new members, and spreading the faith in many parts of Europe. He was responsible for the founding of Jesuit missions in Florida, Mexico, and Peru. Francis Borgia is often regarded as the second founder of the Jesuits. He died in 1572 and was canonized 100 years later. There's more about the saints along with inspiration and Catholic resources at our website, saintoftheday.org. From Franciscan Media, this has been Saint of the Day. It is 19 past the hour. You are tuning your heart to the truth. Thanks so much for tuning in wherever you are, whether it's Catholic Life TV, our app, YouTube, Facebook, the radio, our website. We're so glad that you are joining us, especially if you are joining us for the first time. Welcome. We're glad that you were here. Okay, Patricia Davis is our first guest today. She is the superintendent of Catholic schools in the Diocese of Baton Rouge, and she joins us once a month to give us an update on how the Diocese of Baton Rouge Catholic schools are doing. Good morning, Dr. Davis. Thank you so much for being with us today. Well, good morning, Gabby. How are you? I am doing great, and I'm always looking forward to having you and Claire join us once a month to give us an update on the wonderful things that Diocese of Baton Rouge Catholic Schools office is up to. And we're talking about something that's very important today, and that is safe environment. Tell us a little bit about how the diocese is implementing this. Sure. Um, well, you know, since I began my position here last year, that's been a focus. And a focus is many of our diocese about safety and we have um, done some work with Cindy Riles, who's written a book um, on 
crisis planning, and she's continuing to do some professional development with us. She's actually a principal at St. Alphonsus and a great resource. I really look to Cindy to um, help us keep abreast of things that we're learning, and she's preparing right now. We met last week to um, update some things in our crisis planning books. We're going to present that to the principals next week. So, you know, we're working on that aspect of environment, safety environment, safe environment, excuse me. But, you know, there are other things when we talk about safety. You know, we, we talk about mental mm-hmm. safety. So we're also planning professional development at this point for um, teachers and students and principals and families so that they can better be aware of predators and online you know, issues with Internet safety, cyberbullying, uh, predators, and those those type things. So we're working on that. Um, we're also working with our counselors for anxiety. You know, that's a crisis. Mm-hmm. We've seen an increase over the past few years for um, anxiety and um, issues that are so um, unique to this generation. So we've been working on some things um, to help Students recognize when they need help and help yeah. with others. So we're, we're working on that aspect of the mental illness and, and help our teachers and our counselors to be better prepared um, with this rise in anxiety. That it comes from so many points, you know. Mm-hmm. So those are the things that we're really focusing on right now and, um, and helping to um, remember that all of this really amounts, you know, it can be successful only with our relationships and, and our ministry as disciple makers. You know, that where do we meet these children on their journey, their faith journey? It is relational. That's just um, a huge, strong point of the Catholic schools, you know, that it's all relational. So we're working on that to um, help help students, you know, identify when they need help. And to feel safe and to be able to come and talk about issues that are, you know, bothering them and to make sure that their faith life is giving them the tools to cope. Most definitely. So those, those I think really are, we're fo- focusing on those things right now. I think also, Dr. Davis, when I think of safe environment, I think when many people think of safe environment, they think of they have to go through safe environment training to help volunteer for the school or be a part of a school activity, right. whether it's coaching or, or any kind of volunteering. Um, I actually wasn't aware that it was more in depth to that. Well, you know, it's just it's it's that what you're talking about. We, we ensure that everybody you know, has gone through training to be a volunteer, to be a teacher, and to be um, on our campus with students. But safety can mean a lot of things, can it? It can mean Mm -hmm. internet safety. It can mean mental health safety. Um, So so we have actually a committee forming on the diocesan board that is really for safety, safety and crisis planning, because it is such a huge part. Um, it deserves a you know a, a special place on our board, and I think that we learn more and more every day about you know our world is is changing. It's not the same as when um, I grew up for sure, and it's better in some ways. And and right now we're just seeing some new issues coming up with our students, and you know we want to make sure that students come and 
feel safe and feel mm-hmm. uh, a part of the community and they belong and helping them to 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 have the strength to deal with today's problems so that and that's, that's okay. huge you know it is huge. And uh, young kids are having cell phones in their pockets or in their backpacks. Um, high mm-hmm. school as well, obviously, as they right. get older and start to drive. Um, I think it's important to know to educate the parents and the children that of the benefits of having a counselor, a trained counselor on the mm-hmm. school grounds available right. for the students. Absolutely. And, you know, we have a shortage of counselors. You know, we have a shortage of teachers. Now, we haven't experienced that as much as some other schools in, in the nation and, and districts and things, but we we are working to have those uh, resources for every school. And we do have a, a counselor association that we meet with the counselors of the schools, help plan professional development, what are their needs. You know, mm-hmm. we like to... We don't want to just feed out, um, here's what, the, what you need in professional development. We like to hear from the schools and know, you know, are we, are we really um, servicing you in the right way? Are we helping you with yeah. the professional development? But it, it is a difficult thing these days. We've got so much media that um, mm-hmm. kids are just, um, they just have so much available to them, you know, and yeah. we want to make them or help them to make good choices and help you know, we're, we're partners with our families. We recognize them as the primary educators of their children, but we also know that we we need to be partnering and helping them to find the resources as well. I think it's so fitting with today being World Mental Health Day that we're discussing this, Dr. Davis. Um, you know, <laughs> I'm going to say I didn't even realize that. <laughs> <laughs> it is. So it, it is very relevant. But I think especially for young girls and boys seeing, you know, social media is not a reality and that things are so filterized these days that you don't mm-hmm. even know if that's a real person. AI can just put a person anywhere. You don't know if it's real. Uh, and, and it's just a, a perfect looking human being and and telling you exactly how you should look or this is beauty or this is the standard it's not real and of course it was a different uh, level susceptible to that you know right you you don't you don't know it's 500,000 children are are part of a predator's life you know or, or introduced to that every year and I wouldn't say part of predators' life, but you know they they have that exposure. Predators are out there, and mm-hmm. we have to realize we don't like to think of things like that. You know, being in our life, you know, with our children, but they're there. You know, we had this in a school where I worked in in my past job that that person posed as someone else. You know, and it's easy. Um, to do that, like you said, those images and things that, that are presented aren't real. So we're working on that. You know, um, we want parents to be engaged, so we're trying to work how can we filter out to 14,000 students and parents and get that information to them. You know, will we do it regionally? These are things we talked about last at our last staff meeting. So hopefully we can... Um, devise a good plan and you know I, I'm one of these people that yes let's do it but let's 
not do it once. You know, that really, we need a series mm-hmm. of workshops, either on the building level or um, at the diocesan level. So I think that focusing on this, um, we don't have all the answers, but we learn every day, and we know through our faith and giving students the skills of faith foundations that help them make the right decisions. The relationships are so important at our schools. You know, we are the, uh, it's a ministry and we're disciples and disciple makers for these students. So it's a hard job for families. It's a hard job for us these days. We have so much competition from things in the world. Well, and a safe environment is a, an important part of keeping our children safe. And when you do it right, you do yeah. keep our children safe. So thank you so much, Dr. Patricia Davis, Superintendent of Catholic Schools in the Diocese of Baton Rouge. Thank you so much for being with us. If someone, if a parent has information or questions for you and your team, especially regarding uh, mental health, where can they go and reach out to you? They can, they can call our office and we have an email, you know, that they can... Um, I respond to or someone appropriately in the office, but you know, if they have suggestions, you know, I've gotten some great suggestions from parents. So, um, Mm -hmm. we're all in this together and, um, I appreciate you having us every month because it helps us to get our messages out to the community. And, um, and that's, that's a good thing to be able to do that. So. It's important that we continue to have this discussion as well. Thank you so much, Dr. Davis, for being with us today. Thank you. We'll talk soon. Bye-bye. Hey, Gabby, not only is it Mental Health Day, or Awareness Day, it's also World Homeless Day. Is it? Hug a homeless person. And Mm -hmm. also, uh, it's World Handbag Day, too, for women. Didn't know that, huh? I didn't know that either. Go out and buy you another Louis Vuitton or whatever. Oh, my. I don't know about that. (laughs) But maybe. You never know. It's half past the hour. 35 after the hour. Happy Tuesday, everyone. October 10th. Thank you for being with us, and also thank you for watching us on Catholic Life TV in Baton Rouge. Damian Colano, along with Gabby Smith, and with us right now, Dr. Mark Williams. He is superintendent of Catholic schools in the Homa Thibodeau Diocese, here to chat about what's happening in the Catholic school system there. Good morning, Doctor. Good morning, Damian and Gabby. How are you this morning? Well, if I was any better, I'd be in a gumbo. Oh, well, that's pretty that's good. good huh? That's pretty that's good. That's with this nice weather. That's right. With this weather, that's that's what's making me think of gumbo for sure. Uh, well, we're going to talk schools, though. And, you know, you've implemented really a, a new program, so to speak, uh, starting the school mm-hmm. year, because you announced your plan for students uh, to take an academic journey uh, by following assessments to measure students' performance. How's that going so far for you and with the, the administrative staff as well as the uh, faculty? It's going really well. Uh, this, this process began with a district accreditation review. Now, it's important to note that an accreditation review is really a, a very large assessment, but it really deals with primarily academics and leadership. But it transitioned us into a plan, we call it here in Homa Thibodeau, the Bayou Paradigm. And so it's a plan that takes us from uh, the, this school year until 
December of 2026. And it's a, it's it's broken down into four domains: the uh, NESBECs, the National Standards and Benchmarks of Excellent Catholic Schools, Mission and Catholic Identity, Leadership and Governance, Academic Excellence, and Operational Vitality. So, trying to set, we got ten to fourteen goals in each area, all of which are very very focused on one thing, and that is the primary purpose of, of the Catholic school, mm-hmm. and which, which I love to read a book um, called The Holy See's Teaching on Catholic Schools. I love to reflect when, with, on, in reading passages of this book. It was written by Archbishop J. Michael Miller. And, he, and he, in this book, he basically says, lays out, the specific purpose of a Catholic education is the formation of boys and girls who will be good citizens of this world, loving God and neighbor and enriching society with the leaven of the gospel. I love that. I love that. We're, here we are educating everything human in our students. It's a wonderful opportunity. Well, I love the fact that you're focusing on on that uh, because I think it's been overlooked even in our Catholic schools throughout the country, and you're bringing that back home. Uh, What about the religious aspect of it? You know, quite often— and and this goes for my children, too— they had catechism and they had— religion classes in school, but I'm not sure how much uh, they were able to absorb when it was all said and done— after they graduated and they're into the real world, uh, where are you at with religious knowledge uh, for students, especially those making their first communion and confirmation? Wow, it's a, what a great question. And I'm so happy that you asked. Last year, we in the, the month of March, we were able to test every student in second through 12th grade using the assessment of religious knowledge, the ARC test. So about a month, and we also tested faculty. We also tested the superintendent. Everyone took the test. <laughs> Everyone took Everybody's the test. accountable, right? Everybody t- took the test. So it was, you know, it's basically 45 very academic questions. Um, and then there's 45 belief questions you know do you actually believe in transubstantiation you know it's 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 very very detailed well we learned a lot about ourselves and our religious knowledge the second graders actually did well that that uh, first eucharist formation was working but you know as a as a as an entire diocese we found that our primary need with all of our students was building virtue, was building virtue. And so by, you know, the old saying, you know, if you know, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, we know. And so we, were, we, we, we looked at it. We determined that virtue was the area of biggest need. So we implemented a virtue program in every school. And then we're also going to have a diocesan virtue award as well to really drive home with positive reinforcement the idea of living gospel virtues. And so it's, it's, that, that has really, really been a big help. And on the, on the faculty and administration side, 
you know, we realize that we really need to focus on sacraments and liturgy as a primary formation area. Um, so we're doing that. And, um, and so we, I love the fact that we were able to do this. Um, we're very, very fortunate that we're going to continue to do this. We're fortunate that we have supportive administrators, teachers, and parents who fully support this effort because it's monumental uh, to get this done. And, but, but when we got those results, it was so gratifying to know, okay, well, here's our strengths and weaknesses. Do we like to see weaknesses? Of course not. But we like to know exactly where we need to expend our resources and our energy. Wonderful. Dr. Mark Williams is who we're speaking with. He is the superintendent of Catholic schools and the home of Thibodeau Diocese. You could tell he is enthusiastic about what he does and about the students and faculty there. Let's talk quickly on the closing minutes that we have, how important mm-hmm. is it for families with children attending uh, Catholic school uh, that, that you form a partnership? That's something you were focusing on, and I think it's entitled Partnership with Parents in the 21st Century. Yes. Th- this, we, we at, obviously, in the end of the school year, when we assess our strengths and weaknesses, and we plan as an administrative community, when I say that, it's pastors, presidents, principals, teacher leaders, we all get together and we, and we come to a consensus as to what our focus should be for the next year. And, uh, you know, we, we decided on two things. Uh, on, a, on a scripture passage, uh, that would be our scripture theme for the year and also what would be our overarching theme for our entire school year. And then we can start building activities off of that. So on August 4th of this year, we began with an, an educator convocation in HOMA where every educator in this entire diocese was present. Every single educator and the title of the, of the entire day from the morning mass with Bishop Dorsonville all the way till the end of the day was exactly that, partnering with parents in 21st century Catholic education. And the entire day was filled with speakers and professional development to support that. It was a wonderful day. And I think that's important because quite often, I mean, you could see in the public school systems now, parents want to get more involved because they're learning uh, or discovering, I should say, what's being taught to their children, kind of like it seems Mm -hmm. like they've been out of the loop. You're not out of the loop if you start with the with the parents in the beginning, and they will help uh, lay that foundation of educational growth. I believe even at home, it doesn't just occur in the school. It what what I have seen in all of my years in education and all of my years um, studying education is that the children who have a home life that partners very closely with the school. It is just 
exponential growth, and that is generally some very well-formed children, well-formed in every way. The partnership between school and parents contributes to an outstanding young person. We would, are we perfect? No. Are we really trying? Absolutely. Will we continue to try? We will. And, and those, Dr. those partnerships are so important. They very are. And uh, Dr. Mark Williams, thank you so much for being with us. Superintendent of Catholic Schools in Home at Thibodeau, keep up the good work. He lives by the motto, let the words you speak always be filled with grace. We could all learn from that. All right, coming right. up next. Thank you so much, Damien. Thank you, brother. Take care. Matter Strides next on Wake Up. Get go, and you're listening to Wake Up with us now, Matt Estrade, founder of Catholic Aging with the Peace with Dementia Rosary. He's here to join us today to talk about something a little different. Yes, we'll talk and touch on caregiving and the aging, but spiritual warfare. I saw that uh, podcast, an interview you did with uh, Dan, Dr. Dan Schneider, just the other day, and I thought it was pretty powerful. And maybe you could touch on some of that uh, for us, Matt, and, and share with us how spiritual warfare takes place even when we're caring for the elderly. Yeah, well, good morning, uh, Gabby and Damien. Great to be here. Yeah, so, uh, so Dr. Dan Schneider, I'll, I'll leave him to really be the expert on spiritual warfare uh, but I was I was intrigued about this many months ago when I attended some attended some training for mental health practitioners in it, and and as they're going through all this information about spiritual warfare and psychology and St. Thomas Aquinas, um, all these bells are going off in my head about how wow I see this impact those with dementia I see this perspective impact caregivers, and um, re- really in brief. Um, you know, to, to, to hopefully entice our, our listeners right now to, to go and see Dr. Dan Schneider in the interview, is that, that we're all engaged in spiritual warfare. We're all in the war, uh, but not all of us are engaged. And when we don't engage, when we sort of turn away or try to think that we're not impacted by the evil one on a daily basis, that's when, you know, things can get really hairy for us. So we have a really good conversation about um, what is spiritual warfare, how are we all engaged in that, or at least all in in that battle, and then how do we use prayer, how do we use the sacraments, how do we use all the things that we've learned from St. Thomas Aquinas, or at least we've been, we've been, he's handed that down through the church, how do we use that to become uh, better caregivers, and to also um, age ourselves, because we, we are all aging right now. Well, and one of the things that jumped out at me was the fa- the key word unforgiveness, and the fact that uh, siblings have a tendency sometimes to, to start getting annoyed, even getting frustrated, angry, emotions start to build up, because one or two maybe siblings are taking care of the parent, and the others are just standing on the sidelines, not paying attention, or you know, might throw a little money at it, but that's about it. Mm-hmm. And and that resentment—that's that's people need to be aware of. That is the devil doing his work at that point mm-hmm. when those things happen. Yeah, absolutely. In 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 all families, we sometimes see this. We see we con- we see conflict, right? Uh, yeah. And especially when caregiving is involved, you have different. 
views on things. You have different courses of action. You have some pulling their weight, some not. So it's, a, it's fertile ground for even more discord and unforgiveness, as you mentioned. I think that was one of the most powerful illustrations that Dr. Snyder talks about is that, that unforgiveness, and it holds us back. It, it, it strips us of that flow of grace that could go through us in our family, and that robs us of all the beautiful things that happen as someone's aging or even has, you know, really challenging disease like dementia. So in it, so it's not just, the, in, the interview is not just, okay, here's the problem. He gives us many tools that are also mm-hmm. from his book, The Libo Cristo Method, a field, ma- a field Manual for Spiritual Warfare. Um, and one of those is the Light of Christ Prayer. And this is, this is how it goes. And anybody can get this in the book or listen to this later and write it down and use it with their family members. But it goes like this, may the light of Christ, and I'll use your name as an example, Damien. May the light of Christ shine upon Damien so that he may see himself as the Heavenly Father sees him and so that I may see Damien as the Heavenly Father sees him. So we say those prayers to bring, we, we bring the, the light of Christ in on these relationships that might have a conflict, because we're not trying to say, this is God, this is, we want, we want da- Damien to think what we're thinking, we want him on our side. Is this, this is bringing in God's grace and God's will to do what is best, because sometimes we pray for things, but we don't really, are, we're very biased, right? Mm-hmm. Damien may be correct, um, or I might be correct, but bringing in the light of Christ with this very powerful prayer that they that they have written uh, is is extremely powerful in bringing about conversion, not just to the faith and strengthening of the faith, but into specific situations like this. And Matt, often uh, people don't realize those emotions, those negative thoughts. Uh, they actually affect the care of the caregiver, whether they're listening to some of the arguments or overhearing them, even if you're in a different room or in front of the individual, or, or just the fact that if you're upset and you got to go, all of a sudden you got to take your mother to the bathroom and, and you're not in a good mood, that, that has an impact on the individual that you're caring for. Yes, absolutely. The, the emotions are so powerful. They happen to, so I'm not a caregiver right now. I'm a caregiver for this apostolate, but not even being a caregiver, I catch myself letting my emotions lead, you know, the, the right decision. And that's what St. Thomas Aquinas taught us and warned us about, about letting our emotions lead. Where really it's the intellect and the will, those higher faculties that we're called to use to mediate all the, all the poor decisions we might have from our instincts or from our emotions and getting specifically to your, to your, uh, with your example. Yes. If, if, if I'm upset or I'm frustrated about something, my loved one, even with dementia is going to pick up on that. Mm-hmm. There's, there's so intuitive beyond what we can really understand. And that is going to impact how they feel, how they may, uh, express things verbally, or they may get up, they may get upset and they may, come out to, to different things that might, it might cause these behaviors such as like eloping, you know, wanting to leave the house, you know, because I'm getting upset about something that they might not understand what I'm upset about, but they just know I'm upset. And that's going to impact the, I mean, the research is very clear that it impacts the emotions and behaviors of that person living with dementia. So much so. In the final minute, let's, uh, what, how important are sharing good memories with the, um, the, your loved one who may have dementia or just up in age? Yeah, they can be very, very powerful. And the way that we do that, I think sometimes we say, hey, do you remember when we went 
to Pensacola on this trip. Do you remember when we went to Jazz Fest, when we went to this Mardi Gras parade? You know, sometimes when you ask somebody, do you remember, it, it, it could be a challenge for them. It's almost like a pop quiz. So my recommendation is to, is to use pictures, to, use, to, to utilize music that's personal and important to them. And if you're going to prompt them, one way to say that is, I'm thinking about a time when we went on vacation to the Gulf Coast and you made your, your famous chicken salad. And you, so you start filling in these details where you're not asking them, but they're, they're in the conversation and they have an opportunity to listen to it and respond or just listen to it and kind of take it in. So not a quiz, but just kind of bringing all these you know, memories to, uh, to them. That is wonderful advice. And I think good suggestion and, 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 I just, and, and do it with love. That's the key. Yeah. And uh, Matt, will you have the light of uh, Christ prayer on your website? You know what? That's a great idea. I'll post it as an article. It may not happen today, but it is for sure in the interview with Dr. Dan Schneider. And we even put it up on the up on the screen. We have it written out so someone can do that and do a screenshot. But highly recommend uh, the whole thing. It's an hour and 10 minutes long. It's pretty intense. So break it up because I think there's a lot to med- stop and meditate on. But it is definitely in the video. Yes, worthwhile to watch for sure. I know I learned a lot from it. Matt Estrada, thank, thank you so much for being with us. You can go to his website, DementiaRosary.com. Thanks again, brother, for being with us on Wake Up. Thank you, Damien. God bless. All right. Whew. Fast paced show, right, Gabby? Yeah. Happy birthday again. I know. Ah, thank you. I know. Such wonderful information today. Yeah. And we're going to close with a prayer. Uh, The light of Christ, as a matter of fact. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Father in heaven, you made me your child and called me to walk in the light of Christ. Free me from darkness and keep me in the light of your truth. The light of Jesus has scattered the darkness of hatred and sin. I will love you, Lord, in every way and without setting limits to my love. Jesus, I trust in you. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll catch you back here tomorrow at 7 a.m. Central Time. Have a wonderful Tuesday. God bless. Wake Up is a production of Catholic Community Media.